I want you to have a great Christmas with you and your family. I'm bringing this message that was recorded here last Sunday. Anyway, it's prevalent, be good for years. But anyway, I failed to mention the book. It's Luke chapter 1. So listen to this when you can and have a wonderful, blessed, Merry Christmas and a great new year. Uh, I just want to read this. You know, I have to say that within a year or two, I, I didn't know much about the Lord at all. But there was something in me, and uh, and our family would get together, and it was all socialists, and primarily the atheists, aunts and uncles, and and they were all we we're all family. Just something about having just just to go in and have dinner and a couple of drinks, and and it just some there was a drawing in me at that time. I really wanted to get the Lord back in, and I didn't know Him. I wasn't born again. I didn't really realize then that He died for me, and I didn't know all that stuff. But I would insist that we read the Christmas story. Well, I didn't read it all like I want to read today because I didn't understand it. But, uh, you know, my atheist uncle would snicker about it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it was just... So, but anyway, I was, I wanted it, and my mother would honor it, and so on and so forth. So that's just, I'm going to skip through some things, but if you start in chapter 1 and go to verse 26, I'll, I'll be just kind of spot reading here. But now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Things jumped out to me as I meditated on this uh, a little bit. You know, the prophecies here and the stories, the accounts, name an actual angel. Gabriel was a big deal, and he personally came to that city to a virgin, it says in 27, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call him his name Jesus. You know, anytime you're having a child, you need to ask the Lord, what's their name? What is the name of this child that you're giving us? Because God has a name for your children. And he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I not, do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And meanwhile, well, in fact, uh, in 36, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, also has conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who would be called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As I looked at this today, I realized that she did something important at that point. She just heard from the Lord. I mean, even greater than that, a mighty angel was there in her presence, but it, she had just heard from the Lord about something major. 
And you know, that could be you or I today. God could speak to you by the Holy Spirit. And He could tell you some great and mighty things. But what did she do? She accepted it. Rather than say, well, I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not worthy. I can't do this. How can I do this? But no, she said she accepted it. She said, let it be according to your word. I think that's a powerful thing to remember in this time when God is building up a, a force, I believe, of pe- things into people's hearts. Just know, if you hear from the Lord, accept it. And she did it with her mouth. She said, I accept it according to your word. Amen? Amen. Good teaching right there. <laughs> okay, then we go on here. And Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to the city of Judah. She wanted to talk to her aunt, evidently. And entered the house of Zechariah and uh, greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe jumped in a room and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And of course, if you don't know the story, the story is uh, God had spoken to Zechariah, the dad, and he didn't believe it because Elizabeth was older. It says that over in the first part of Luke, but I won't read it. And he, he told her they were going to have a baby, and, uh, and Zechariah didn't believe it because of an old, older wife. And so God just locked his voice up. He couldn't speak. Anyway, as he went on here then, she spoke out with a loud voice in verse 42. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And that was by the Holy Spirit. If I didn't mention that already, the baby leaped and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, and again, we read this thing, it's like she spoke by the Spirit of God at this point. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation and generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel. In remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham. So anyway, we're going along here, and in the next few verses, Elizabeth came time to give birth. And of course, as I said, Zachariah's voice and his mouth had been locked up ever since he disbelieved. But here he is, so in verse 59, now it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise a child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. But his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no place among your relatives who are called by that name. So then they made a sign to his father of what he would have called, and he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying, His name is John. And they all marveled. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed, and he spoke praising God. So, you know, these are all things that are stories in a way, but they show 
uh, how the Holy Spirit was in charge of all these things, orchestrated everything, even shut up mouths that wouldn't believe. Anything that would speak adverse to God's plan or will, He shut those mouths up. Isn't that amazing? Well, uh, we need to take note of that. <laughs> shut up our mouths, unless, unless we're going to flow with the plan of God that's in our hearts. You know, speak out what we believe, what we want. So now, uh, in verse 67, now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, and I think this is very powerful. He's saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us. And I want to break from the Scripture a minute, because a few years ago I was looking in the Amplified Bible in Psalm 148, and I'll just read it in the Amplified Bible in Psalm 148.14. It says, He has lifted up a horn for His people, giving them power, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence. A song of praise for all His godly ones, for the people of Israel who are near to Him. You know, in, I've put out a lot of stuff about power, dominion, and also about our faith. And that's got to do with this whole the horn of our salvation. Power, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence. See, we're a preeminent people. God planned it that way. He wants us to be preeminent. He wants us to preserve the dignity of human dignities. And when we see the, the work of the evil one out there, it's basically to destroy all of those things. But guess what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So that is the horn that's been raised up. And that's the purpose. That's the power that came with him and all those other fruits. So, verse 69, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us. And, and I might add to that, see, he calls that salvation. But all those other things, attributes of a saved person. Power, prosperity, preeminence, dignity. Those are all aspects of a, a saved person or the potential. And it says then in the house of Sir, and in verse 70, he spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets who have gone since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. And of course, that's the Abrahamic covenant and so on. So there's many things here. As we go along here, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies. Now this guy's prophesying all this stuff. <laughs> it's by the Spirit of God. Powerful. And it's for us today. Uh, in verse 74, being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear Amen. in the holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, speaking of his child John. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare His ways to give knowledge of salvation to His people by the remissions of sin. And through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide their feet into the way of peace. Praise God. So we're getting a good start here, but look at, look at what it is. 
the idea that we are a light to the darkness. And you know, uh, that's more than a mental concept. It, it's, a, it's a realization that should be in our heart all the time and, and foremost right up here because we're out there. It's a dark world out there. But if we get this idea and, and get it settled in us, we are a light. And no matter what we walk into, we carry a light. And the more we're aware of that, the brighter that light is because it's a confidence. You know, you can kind of, you could, you could make several illustrations out of that. But how many know when you see a confident person, you've seen a confident person? Their heads are up, you know, they're stand erect, they're proud, and not proud from a prideful thing, but, but they know who they are, they're confident. And I, if, if there's a message from this today, it's like we should have that confidence in us. Every, every place that the sole of our foot shall tread, he said he'd give it unto us, speaking of the promised land. But see, we take that promised land to every, every situation in our lives. Be determined to be that light, because the anointing is on that light. It's not about you, it's about the power of God working through you. So now, it, let's move along here. In verse 80, of course, the child grew and became strong in the spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. So, praise God. Now, in verse chapter 2, And it came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to register with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Now that registration, had there was an evil reason behind that. I won't get into it a lot, but at any rate, the king king had some kind of a clue that that there were other things coming along that might challenge his throne. So he wanted to register everybody. Now what's happening in our own nation right now, honestly? want to keep more track of everybody, even down to our infants, on everything, you know, and these whatever. All, that's enough said about it, but it, there's a bearing on it. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. That's more or less a feeding trough. Now, here's an interesting thing. In verse 8, and we hear these stories, but sometimes if you stop and register in this story and really look at it, it could be there's other things come out of this. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Sheep herders. There are sheep herders out there somewhere. Now, when you look at that, say, okay, that's great. That's the Christmas story. But, you know, what about, what about today? Well, you know, why, why, why does it talk about these sheep herders? Well, anyway, let's, let's just a question. Verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. Now, just think about this. We're largely agrarian people. You're out there in the pasture herding your sheep. <laughs> and this angel shows up. You're just a sheep herder. 
right? And there's a lot of exclamations you can use about that. Maybe it, maybe you're out there looking at your cattle. You're just herding your cattle and sorting them out someday or riding them for sick or whatever you're doing. You're out there and here's this angel shows up. Now, do you suppose that would get your attention? Of course it would. So anyway, they were greatly afraid. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. In other words, who is the Anointed One. The Anointed One the Savior, the Messiah, is born to you this day. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, you know, think if it was wild with one angel, think about that whole host is out there and you... You're trying to remember, uh, where's my sheep? <laughs> you know. Well, I don't mean to make light of it. What was the reason? Why, was, why did he do this? It was for a witness. He wanted a witness other than the elite of that day. He wanted just some lowly every day, not that they're lowly, but just some workers, you know, some laborers, just some common people. He wanted a witness from them that this of something that took place. And so this heavenly host in 14 said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. They were praising God. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, So again, see, they departed. They'd come to announce to these uh, shepherds, sheep herders, however you want to look at it. Now they departed, they left them. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. Well, if that happened to you out there in the middle of nowhere, you'd want to run to town and find out <laughs> yeah, what's going on here. And, and they said this, this Savior is born in just a simple feeding trough, you know, a manger, but whatever. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And I wrote a little note in my Bible above 17 the witnesses because that's what they were now when they had seen him they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child now isn't it funny that that this would be recorded like this that these these sheep herders these shepherds were the ones that spread the word they told everybody about it well it was a big deal wasn't it angels showed up and then a multitude showed up scared the pants off them at first and they came and there it was They'd seen, they'd seen something. And all those who heard of it marveled at those things which were told by them, uh, told to them by the shepherds. Again, you gotta think about the setting here. You, you've known, uh, people that, that, that herded animals and so on. We all do. We're agrarian. Can you imagine them all of a sudden out just running their mouths off telling about this? You know, normally they'd be people that hardly talked. Wouldn't they? They'd visit a little bit, maybe get to town once a year. That's how it was when I was a kid. And here they are, they're running their mouth everywhere, telling about it. But, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And of course, we continue here. Uh, when the eighth day were completed for the circumcision of Jesus, his name was called, uh, the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opened the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And that's something else. I did a little study on this. It was a big deal when a male child was born in Israel. Really big deal. And you know, one of the reasons was they knew for 800 years at least that there was a Messiah prophesied to come. So every family hoped if they had a son that he would be the Messiah. So it was a big deal. And, and even the swaddling clothes were primarily for, for the, the male children. And I'm going to read this, and then we're going to play a song here. In verse 23, I started there. It's written in the law of the Lord, Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, again a witness, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Even in this day that we live in right now, there's great expectation that many of us will not pass until the Lord's return. Many, many, many witnesses of this fact. And so this man was kept alive supernaturally and told he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's anointed one. And so he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took up his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, and I'd like to have you play that, please. Gentiles. 
So that song really tells it all, you know. I, it's such a powerful. And Joseph, it says here, after that, of course we can read that, what was just sung, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And now... In verse 36, and there was one Anna, or Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She's of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years. She was an older lady who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee in their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew, became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Again, God did many things to witness who Jesus was and is so i'm just so thankful for the lord jesus i'm i'm very thankful that that we've had an opportunity to know who he is and what what he wants to do through us and when we read this it's about a witness but what i want to do today and uh, to end this i would like to have us